Speaking the truth about money is for anyone ready and willing to examine their negative thinking about money, let go of the false narrative of the scarcity mindset, and has the courage to change the way they think and talk about money. My name is Martin Coward, former Fortune 100 wealth manager turned prosperity mindset coach on a mission to eradicate the scarcity mindset from our planet. Each week, we share stories with extraordinary people changing the future by changing the way they think about money to the truth. We are powerful human beings with infinite resources, including money, to create a world of abundance and prosperity for everyone to enjoy. Let's get started. Hello and good afternoon and welcome to today's episode of Speaking the Truth About Money with Martin Coward and Joy the Wise Woman. And I am so excited about today's show because I have got a dear friend that I just met, but he's like I've known him all my life. His name is Buck Dobson. He's a coach and he is a psychotherapist. He works with everybody, but I think he specializes, he'll tell you, mostly with gay men, but he will work with most people. But I think his wheelhouse is with gay men. And his whole bellywick, if you will, is around helping people in their midlife crises or their midlife journey as we're trying to let go of all these limiting I beliefs and limiting beliefs about ourselves so that we can actually create some heart space so we can move forward from a place of love and generosity by letting go of those false ideas about what we should do until we can actually step into a fabulous future. Mm. And uh, I just am so excited. I actually just met him about, I've been listening to his, to his podcast. He's also a podcast host. He has a wonderful podcast called uh, Gay Men's Life Lab that I was listening to. And I, he was, and I was like, wow, I want to, he, he's been doing this for a while. He's really good. I wonder if he'd be on my show. So I was a little bit nervous. I reached out to him and he was like thrilled to be on my show. So I was like, well, I'm so excited. So he's finally here and he's got a tremendous amount of information and experience and wealth to share with us about how we can get through midlife with joy and ease mm. and excitement. That's the idea, right? Yes. So yes. before we get into all that, Buck, I want you to just tell us a little bit about how you got into this space. Maybe a little bit of your struggle, because it's not. A, we all know we get into these we get into these positions, these roles, usually by going through a little bit of a struggle in some way, and and then we find out, oh wow, there's a better way of doing this, and we want mm. to teach that to others. And so tell us a little bit of how you got into this space as a coach and as a psychotherapist, working with people in midlife so they can live better lives and then tell them what you want to then go into like, what do you really want to do with this over the next two or three years? Where, where, where is your direction here? What's your mission? Yeah, absolutely. And, and thank you, Martin, for, for having me on. I'm so excited to be here and, and to connect with you heart to heart and uh, to connect with you all heart to heart. That's really, you know, Martin and I were just talking about uh, moving out of our heads and, and connecting through our hearts. And, and so that's just such a, a great reminder. So happy to be here. And yeah, you know, my my story, my, my story as a psychotherapist and the coach started way back in my 20s when I became a psychotherapist and I was living in Los Angeles. And I became a psychotherapist really because my mom, when I came out, the very next day, she said, she left me a post-it note on my bedroom and she said, I love you no matter what, and you're going to go see a counselor. 
And so she, I was in counseling, I think within like a week and the psychologist I saw the, he told my mom, he was like, this kid's gay. That's not changing. She said, you, he said, you need to be in therapy to my mom. Um, and then I was with him, I was with him until I went for college and I had such an amazing experience with that man. And he really taught me so much about growing up, about being loved by a man, um, about how to be a man. And so I kind of went into college knowing that I wanted to do this work. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, you know, by my mid 20s, I was uh, going to grad school uh, to become a therapist and was working at the Los Angeles Gay and Lesbian Center and, and you know, specializing working with um, the LGBTQ community from a from a young age. And later I became a coach uh, because I wanted to help people, not just with repairing the past, which is so much about what therapy is and is so important, but really about how to like move into the future. Uh, how do you like really claim um, and take action toward your life goals? Because mm -hmm. so often, I mean, you know, I mean, you've done a lot of self-work. We can stay in therapy a long time. <laughs> we can. <laughs> and, and I love, I can be in therapy. I, I love being in therapy. Um, and I can not take any action, but just talk about my problems <laughs> and how I feel. Um, but I became a coach because I wanted to help people go to the next step. Yeah. So, and as, as far as my, my love for midlife, that came through, as you talked about, my own struggle. You know, in 2019, I found myself smack dab in the middle, maybe not in the middle of, but in midlife, you know, and I was like, didn't I just turn 30? And it was like, well, no, that was 14 years ago that you turned 30. <laughs> and I had like the gray hair and the cosmetic dermatology bills to prove it. But um, basically, like it was a it, like many people, it was a real rough, a rough landing. Mm -hmm. I got, you know, my my relationship with my husband of nine years ended suddenly. Um, I that was two months before a, a six year position that I had had uh, with a nonprofit that was started by my mother was about to end. Speaking of my mom, she had died a few years ago. So I was like in this new chapter in my life, alone, disillusioned, heartbroken. And like, this was absolutely not the life that I thought I was going to be living at 44. I thought I was going to be like that that gay, you know, with like, <laughs> with everything, and, <laughs> you know, with multiple houses and cars and all that stuff. And I was like, Oh, no, that's not that, that's not what she's doing. Um, so and I just I felt really in, I was in a lot of pain. And I had been in pain before. But it was like pain in my midlife felt something about it felt particularly daunting. Uh -huh. And I think it was not only just the the my divorce and all that but it was the awareness of time and the fact that time all of a sudden took on a new construct i was like this is i don't have a lot of i don't have as much time left and i yeah. want to make use of every amount that i have left <laughs> and so all the little things over the last those two years all those little things that started to really seem so bothersome in the first half mm -hmm. of my life it was like I, I mean, I don't know. I cuss on my podcast, so I'll not do that because I know that I'm, not everyone is into that. But it was like, F that, you know, I am, um, I am, who knows how long that I have, you know, my husband's not with me anymore. My mom's not here anymore. Like, I better like get to living as Dolly Parton says, and, yeah. you know, start making my 
my dreams come true. So wow. that has that took like, as you said, the limiting, like looking at limiting beliefs, looking at why do I think that I can't have what I really want? What it, What is it that I really want? Um, yeah. And who do I want in my life? And how do I go about doing that? Yeah, so. I love that. And 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 I'm gonna I want just want to I mean we all have that story, and I'm not gonna go too much. Mine was like when I was in my 60s, actually, and I was like I'd reached the, the highest pinnacle in my life. I was a top producer in a big Fortune 100 financial services firm with a big beautiful office overlooking Park Avenue, and then it all came tumbling down when we elected Trump as president. Mm-hmm. And I was in a very toxic place and I went almost to the edge of bankruptcy. And I was like, oh my God, this is not how I want to go into my retirement. I'm 60 something years old, you know? Right. Uh, and I was a retirement planner for others. And so I'm like, this I'm, I'm a failed retirement planner. And I had to go into do some research, do some soul searching and will. And I realized what I, all that fear and all that, at least were based on a great big lie, the lie of what mm-hmm. I call the scarcity mindset, which says mm-hmm. we don't have enough. There's not enough resources. I'm not enough. There's the God created a world of lack and we've got to climb our way to the very top of that stack in order to get our fair share. We fight our way to the top to get yes. the nice cars, all that kind of stuff. And what I realized it was all a big lie. And so mm-hmm. I said, so when I let go of the lie, let go of the limiting beliefs, I found there's a bigger truth that, that I am abundant. You are abundant. The world is abundant. I am a loving, powerful, creative queer man, as are you. And every single person is a loving, creative human being, whatever mm-hmm. your sexual orientation is. Yes. I'd like to know a little bit about maybe, because this is a show about speaking the truth about money. Mm-hmm. How did money and your beliefs about money play into some of your, some of your transformation? Oh my gosh. It's well, it's playing into my transformation as I speak right now. I mean, (laughs) money is, I mean, my relationship to money and my money story, and I've been working on that for a really long time through all sorts of different like money channels, um, you know, including Debtors Anonymous, including a program called Over. Uh, stopping over shopping or something. I mean, I've, I've been exploring this stuff for a long time. Um, and I think I read the Zen, Zen and the art of making a living or something when I was uh-huh. like 18, when my mom gave it to me, I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Um, but the, the, my relationship to money, like so much about midlife is, and we always have this idea of a midlife crisis, but really what it is about is like, it's kind of a second growing up. It's where we're finally growing up, actually, and becoming our true adult self, whether that happens in our 40s or our 60s. You know, it is when we've been living like an adult in adult bodies. But in many respects, we've still been living sort of under Mm -hmm. the purview of other people. So and other people's rules and society's rules. And so at midlife, we really get a reckoning and get to define that who we are, you know, I got to define who am I as an adult, but I realized I didn't have a lot of adult ideas about money, you know, including like either that I was entitled to it or that I wasn't worthy of it or I didn't know how to make it. I only knew how to spend it. That was a big one. That was a big belief. I like, I know how to spend money, but I don't know how to make it. So as long as somebody can give me money, whether it's my husband or my family or something like I can, I can spend it and then I can do what I like as a social worker and a coach and just help people. And And because we're gay men, we can spend it with some style too. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Style. I want to do, I love that. And I want to just share some book that I think that that Pete King, you talk about midlife crisis It's a wonderful book that I want to just tell you about. And also for, for our audience, it's called falling upward by Richard Rohr. 
It is absolutely fabulous. And it doesn't really matter. Yes, that's it. That's the book. I give it to every guy feels when you show me that book. It is, it is, it, has been a, it was a game changer for me when I was going through my mid, my, my midlife crisis, my 60 year retirement crisis. And it doesn't matter where you are on a, on a chronological basis It's where, nope. it's where you are. You can have that falling upward experience. At dark, it's kind of through a dark night of the soul. Yes. Sort of thing. And you all of a sudden you have to realize that I'm, when we say falling up or we're falling out, we're letting go of our lower limb, our lower human sort of, mindset beliefs and we're moving upward into a higher level of consciousness of love and heart space absolutely yes i love that i'm so happy because i was going to reference richard Rohr, who wrote this and um because it's such an amazing amazing i will say that you know for those listening because i do work with uh you know queer people that it is it is grounded in his christian beliefs but he's very like um he's he's very affirming yeah he is is one of my i'm a christian contemplative and i teach christian I speak spiritual principles based on the, the wisdom teachings of Jesus, like he does. So, yeah. So, so and, and, loving and, I'm, and accepting. I'm, yeah, it's loving because I'm, and I'm glad you brought that Christianity up because I'm, a, unfortunately the, the, the church we know today as a religious institution has done a terrible disservice to teaching the wisdom of Jesus mm. because Jesus like Buddha was a teacher of higher levels of consciousness. He was a teacher of what we call today the quantum field. When he talked mm-hmm. about the kingdom of heaven, he wasn't talking about someplace we go where we behave ourselves. He was talking about moving into enlightenment like Buddha. He was talking about moving into that, falling upward into that higher level of consciousness of pure love. And so when we begin to see and hear and read the teachings of Jesus from the standpoint of he was a teacher of non-duality, a teacher of higher levels of consciousness, everything shifts. And that's what Richard is teaching us. Yes. And he's way outside. He always getting in trouble, I think, with the Roman Catholic Church because he, oh, I bet. He, he's a Roman Catholic priest and uh, a brother with the Franciscans. And he just speaks what he wants, which is why he has his own, comp- own institution called the Center of Action and Contemplative Prayer. So, yeah, it's it's it, but and I love making that distinction, because often when you hear about Christians, you say, oh, I don't want to be a part of that sort of. And it, there's a fundamentalist wing of it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people can't use the word God, because it's so it's so upsetting because it's it's not the truth. But if you look, begin to look at what what got missed <laughs> in all of this creation of a crazy religion and go back to the basics of what Jesus was teaching, it's beautiful, beautiful uh, pathway to the heart. What he was teaching, really. It, it really is. And I'm actually rediscovering, you know, I was very burned by the Christian church uh, early as a kid. You know, my grandmother told me I was going to hell and all this stuff. And so and my mom kind of took us away from that. And, you know, then I ended up in like unity church with like <laughs> rainbows and holding hands and all that stuff. Um, like, oh, I like this. But um, so now I'm really learning more about, you know, who Jesus was and his teachings and and being able to sit with that as a queer man um, and be okay, like feel okay with it, be able to receive it, which is really cool. Um, if you want to go read something really great, go out and find all the gospels. There's a little gospel. It's one page. It's called the secret gospel of Mark hmm. where, where Jesus finds this young, wealthy man and takes him off and spends seven days teaching him about the kingdom of heaven. Now, I don't know what he was teaching him, but it's a very erotic story, if you ask me. Interesting. Oh, the secret gospel of Mark. Okay. And I so, need to read that. yeah, check that out. Let me give you some confidence. Because <laughs> one of the things that I teach in my coaching, because I work only with gay and bi trans men, mm-hmm. is that our creative energy is in our sexual creative energy. 
Yes. So why I work on almost only men because I can help them see how are they, what are the shadows they're putting up in themselves that are keeping them from, from that creative? What did they learn that there was that those fear? It didn't necessarily be sexual, but those feelings that are titillating and exciting that bring us a life life that's force where, yeah that's our life force i don't care if you're gay or straight where right. how we how we recreate or how we go through that sexual energy is our creative genius if you will, our creative energy so we want to encourage people to say let go of all that nonsense embrace that part of yourself love that part of yourself right. and, and the idea this is another concept to me i've been reading more and more about stuff about mary magdalene that jesus the god would have formed and become human and not experience sex is absurd. Mm. How do you think about that? You think God is going to create this wonderful planet, this wonderful way to procreate, that's so much, much joy and so much love that he's not going to experience it himself as a human being. That doesn't even make sense. Right. And it's just sad. It's I mean, sad. That... People believe it. It's <laughs> right. not because yeah. he didn't do it. I, I can assure you when you get begin to really peel all the pieces back and look at some of the Gospels that got thrown away, that he, he and Mary Mac, I think the difference between Jesus and Mary Mac, this is my, I mean, I make some of this up. I don't know if it's all true or not, but what I read is that instead of objectifying person, and this is something that I think somebody I'll be curious to hear you talk about when we objectify someone for sexual pleasure, that I think that kind of blocks the sexual energy, but when we mm-hmm. create them as the subject. Mm-hmm. And so I think that with, if he and Mary Magdalene had sexual relations, it was more of a place of, of subject and exchange of, of love energy. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about that as a, from, from, from if, you, if you have some comments on that. Yeah, well, I can't too much comment on the religious piece. And the, yeah, but just, but, I just but don't know enough about it. Subject versus object. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that that's such a, I mean, we could go off on a whole thing about like, you know, working with gay men, both sort of being, you know, objectifying and being the object. Right. Uh, you know, is sort of somewhat different oftentimes then you know with women and men where there is oftentimes an objectifier and a subject uh, but you know where there's kind of object objectification and it gets really confusing but yeah it is limiting uh as far as my experience i mean specifically around sex but i think you know i talk about like sport sex and relationship sex uh, and that so yeah. often that sport sex is really where it's all about objectification and all about uh, external validation or about this, you know, um, sort of trying to get some need met that um, we need to get met, but we're doing it through ways that uh, we know we know how to do, but it's actually not working. Uh, and so that falling upward idea and moving up into higher levels of consciousness to me is really about what what are those things that I'm doing where I'm, I'm actually, I am blocking my, mm-hmm. my heart and I'm exactly. staying kind of in survival mode, which is, you know, Richard Ward talks about that in falling upward. Like that first, the first half of life is really about learning how to survive, learning who right. I am, learning how to survive. The second half is really learning how to thrive. So that includes sex. So yeah. how do I, you know, how do I have sex now for, for pleasure and not like hedonic like treadmill obsessive pleasure, you know, but really like true what you're talking about, like true, you know, co-creative generative pleasure with myself or another. Yeah. If we go into kind of a, 
I, I call it going into sexual heart space, you know, yes. creating that opportunity to, to, to let go of our agendas mm. and just allow that raw sexual energy to sort of take over. Right. And allow ourselves to surrender to that and allow us to. So now we're not we're, we're we both surrendered to this sexual energy that's beyond my mind's comprehension. And we're actually engaging in something that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can say it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, but like learning how to do that, how yeah. to move from the mind, because we're such a mind focused yeah, exactly. world and mm-hmm. a mind focused um, species, really. <laughs> yeah. To move out of that into the heart space. And I do think that, you know, queer people, one of our one of our roles is to be able to help people do that, you know, especially, I mean, I can't speak as much for women, but I know that teachers and and writers many of whom you may know um have been talking about gay men being sexual leaders and liberators uh for all of society but of course we have to do that ourselves first yeah we have to you know i'll say something you know as you know i go by i have two names i have martin coward which is the human and then i have joy the wise woman which is my divine spirit and she guides me all the time and she'll tell me you let go of your agenda i love sex martin if you just let if you'll just let go and let me run the show we're gonna have a really good time and she's always right I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's sex or cooking dinner or driving the car across the street. If I let go of my agenda of what I want to, I don't care what it is. If I let go of my agenda and let Joy the Wise Woman drive the bus, we're going to have a lot more fun. I love that. You know, I didn't even know that who Joy the Wise Woman was. I was like, oh, is there a co-host? No, um, but, she's there, but there is a co-host. Her, is a co-host. <laughs> she's, she's here she's most here. of the time. And the reason why I do that is because I want everybody, everybody has a Joy the Wise Woman. Mm-hmm. Every single human being has a divine spirit. And the closer and the more, and that's what self-love is, the closer we get to know and love that part of ourselves, the more powerful we are. Mm. And that's what falling upward is. It's falling upward into that um, energy foil that's just pure love. Yes. And letting everything that isn't fall away. Fall away, right. You know, which is that, and I think, you know, Richard Rohr talks about like the ego, you know, going on, you know, the the hero's journey to really discover your true soul self and letting these things that, especially with money, that really (laughs) become trappings of, you know, they trap our our really yeah. most loving heart centered self. Yeah. And, you know, when we, we can't get, nothing can get in or out. Um, and so I certainly know with money that that's a uh, spending and that what you were talking about, the trying, you know, working so hard to, Get to your get get your piece of the pie. Exactly. Get your piece of the pie. As if there's some piece of pie out there. My favorite example of someone who's created a, a ton of money is Oprah Winfrey, two point seven mm. billion dollars? They said she's worth today. Now, mm. now, she didn't. There's not two point seven billion dollars that she took from somebody else. She literally created wealth of two wealth of two point seven billion. She's made the world wealthier. Yes, and that's what that's what financial heart space is all about. It means the abundance of living in the kingdom of heaven, abundance of living in the, in the love of life. And, uh, and she's a, one of my favorite examples of what that can look like because mm. we're both the same age. We're both born in the South, in the South at the same, at the same time. I came from a fairly affluent white people and she came from poor black people and her mm. chances were much slimmer than mine, but Lord, what, what she's done. 
That's how yeah. powerful that. That's how powerful falling upward can be, isn't it? Oh my gosh, yeah. And and being so, what I love about Oprah is that she's so real. That's the thing. I mean, clearly she had, she was driven. She knew she wanted. I I want to be a journalist. I know that was her first. Yeah. Um, she wanted to be like Mary Tyler Moore and all of that. But she's always been so authentic and so real. And mm -hmm. so it's such a beautiful lesson in like being real, being strong. Um, I mean, I I don't know her obviously, but can't wait to be going to show. But <laughs> right, exactly. But like, I mean, I I don't know how intentional she was with like creating that abundance, that financial abundance, or if it was something that just kind of happened alongside her her mission. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I think that that's just what when we live from the heart, when we're living from a place of, of a North Star for the betterment of the world, that's how we create wealth. Now, some people, mm -hmm. not everybody going to create two points, but we could. No, mm -hmm. if, if we all, if everybody on the planet right today made it their purpose to create a world of abundance and prosperity and their North and their goal was to be a, create something worth 2.7, no, it would just be a wealthier planet. Mm -hmm. No one would lose. Everybody would win. As a as a winning as a win for everyone. Yes, and that's what I'm trying to get people to understand. Is my North Star is to create that world of abundance and prosperity because it it you don't it, it's a win it's a it's a triple win because we it's it comes from a place of heart and care for others. We want everybody to be have to live in a world worth two point seven billion dollars. Well, yeah, and that's a paradigm shift and maybe you know it's one where we there were times before where we were closer to that than we are today you know as far as like the living in unchecked capitalism and the patriarchy and all that stuff but sort of this idea of of what you're talking about um i mean it exists we've we've had well i have a, a, a my my belief is we i call it the pre-pandemic and the post-pandemic economy mm. i think the world went through a complete collective dark night of the soul of the pandemic we all had to get stealing realize what, what really matters in our lives and the world is falling upward Mm. The, and we can see that in our True. own and we see that in our own government we are we're now passing laws that are more for the benefit of everyone they're not so selfish it we're, we're not completely there yet but we at least have people running yeah, out i of live government. in texas <laughs> so we, we, I, I understand we, 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 <laughs> i live in new york <laughs> yeah but at least we have a federal government right now that i know cares about well us. right yeah that is helpful <laughs> that's yes. very very helpful right and uh so i'm really happy about that but i call it i i, th I think we're, we're moving more, more has shifted and I, and from a spiritual perspective, we are moving into the fifth dimension. We are moving mm. into the world of the we, the world of the divine feminine. And you can tell because we, it's it's a world of where we care. It's a it's a triple win, and we're going to start seeing more and more and more uh, companies and businesses building economic structures and, and and economic systems that benefit everyone. And you mm. can all and just so just start looking for them, and, and see them and support them because it's, it's happening. Yeah, I'm so glad you're you're saying that because it's so easy, you know, in terms of like the default factory settings of our brains, yep. you know, that reptilian brain that just wants to go to fear and go yeah, to like exactly. the negative. Yeah, exactly. Um, that to think like, oh, it's not happening at all. And you know, there's a Tracy Chapman song that I love uh, called "Talking About a Revolution." You know, from yeah, her first I album. I got I, I remember. I love yeah, that. Song. It was such a great song, and I rediscovered it recently. And 
because I needed to feel I needed to feel the power of that, you know, of, of um, you know, she was talking about poor people are going to rise up and get their share, you know, and it was it was like, yeah, that's happening now. We're, we, we don't need to wait for anyone to hand that to whether that whether we're talking about financial poverty or uh, you know women's rights or LGBTQ rights or racism, you know these things are you know to live in a, a more free and just and uh, world of balanced divine feminine with sacred masculine and all that like that's happening. We we just have to move that forward. That's, and that and that and that's what you and I are doing. Yes, absolutely. That is that is what we do. Mm. And, uh, and 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 so I, I so, it, so it's like being part of this movement, mm. and it's exciting. It's, it's, and to be leaders in this movement, I mean, you are clearly a leader in this movement, and I am too. Mm. And that's why we're even having this podcast because we want other bodies. Because it's it's not about me. It's about I want everybody to live in a world of abundance and prosperity. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so exciting. It's so much that, more exciting, you know? right? Right. It's fun. And that can be however you define it. I think that that's really important. Like something that I came to, I mean, I remember early on and I know we're running out of time, but early on when I wrote out like my money, like, oh, I'm going to have private planes and all that. I'm going to like, it was like, I'm going to be a Kardashian or something, you know, and that's great if that's what you want. But what I've realized is like, you know, my, my, what heart space and heart centered abundance for me now is it's so different and it's yeah. so, you know, yes, I, I want to have the things that I want to have and, you know, security and all that. But right. If I'm not in right relationship with my neighbor, with the world, with clients, um, like then, I, then it's like, who cares? Right. And I have tons of clients who work with me who was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm rich. I have plenty of financial abundance now. You know, they're like, but I'm in your office and I feel, I feel depressed. I feel disillusioned. And it's like, well, yeah, because that's only like, you're not connected. You've been making all that money based on maybe some other beliefs or some right. other ideas. Um, you've just disconnected it from your, your heart and your soul. Yeah, right. So, yeah. You know. and, and that's, it's, we all did. We yes, all do. Right, that's, right. that's the thing. We all do. And, we, and I can fall back into that. I get a letter from the IRS and I can all of a sudden go, oh my God, the world's against me. And fall into a panic. And then I got to meditate and let go. Oh, let it go, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. But, but I can certainly uh, get, get triggered and fall back into my illusion of darkness. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But we do the practice. Like you said, well, we, we do, do the, the practice. You remind practice. yourself. I yeah. got it. Okay, let this go. Let this go. It's yeah. not real. It's just an illusion. It's just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Exactly. What's real? What's real? Right. So you're right. We are. I cannot believe we're right at. So I wanted to do, give before we. No, we knew out, we were going to do this. I, I knew we were too because I just <laughs> when we got on the phone the first time and we just we talked for I don't know how long. Just uh, you get a couple of, uh, of of light thinkers here and you just want to go on and on and on. We'll do that. So, but before we do, I want you to give the audience a little bit of where they can find you. I know you have a podcast called um, the Gay, Men Gay Men's Life Lab. Lab. Yep. Anything else that you got going on you want to tell my, our audience about today? Yeah, just definitely. Um, first of all, thanks for checking for listening. Um, but yeah, Gay Men's Life Lab, check it out. It's not just for it's for gay, bi, and queer men and allies. I talk about you know personal growth, relationship growth. Um, so definitely check that out. Martin's going to be on it soon as well. Uh, and then also uh, you can go to buckdotson.com and learn all about my my different programs and and services. And I am on Instagram. Um, I would say I'm on Facebook, but 
that's it's i am there but i'm not really there but uh buck dotson coaching on instagram is where you can see me more often okay well i i i i would i would suggest to anybody listening that go check out buck and get to know him because he's just I've, I've i've he's really been a joy for me to get to know and i'm having a lot of fun getting to know him every time particularly today so thank you for being here buck and let me just have a few thank words you, about well i've got some things coming up that i let people know about and that is um as you know i've said before i'm a, a spiritual teacher and a prosperity and mindset coach and i work exclusively with gay bi and transgender men and uh, i have a facebook group for us called financial heart space for gay and transgender and bisexual men but i don't and that's just for coaching, but I also share my share my wisdom, and I want everybody to live in a world of abundance and prosperity. If I have another Facebook group called the Financial Mystic Sanctuary, where it's a sanctuary and a sacred place for us to get some peace around, really around our worries about money in that space as well. And I do a lot of teaching in there, and all that's free, by the way. So those are two places where you can find me, uh, and I'd love for you to join us over in that space. Love to have you there. And um, other than that, so please join my, come over to my Facebook group and say hello to me there and send me a direct message. And if you like something in our conversation, they send me a direct message. I'd love to comment on it. So, so that's that. Um, other than that, Buck, I can't thank you enough for coming on today and just sharing your story with us and your your love and your wisdom and your beauty. Mm-hmm. And, and you're a handsome man to look at. And it's nice to hang out with you. It's been a complete <laughs> joy today to oh. have you on my show. So thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you. It's been my pleasure. It's been uh, such a joy. And you're uh, a ball of light. (laughs) So thank you. And a a wisdom teacher. So I really, I really love that, Martin. So thank you. I'm, I'm enjoying getting to know you as well. And I'm happy that you're out in the world doing what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. I feel the same. So may love and prosperity prevail until next Mm. time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you appreciated, where we can improve, and any topic you want to know about for future episodes. If you would like to find out more ways you can participate in the Abundance Mindset and Prosperity Living Movement, join our private Facebook group, The Financial Mystics Sanctuary. If you are a gay, transgender, or bisexual man, ready and willing to explore how negative thinking about money is impacting you and our tribe, Join our private Facebook group, Financial Heart Space for Gay, Transgender, and Bisexual Men, a sanctuary for GBTQ business leaders to love and support each other. May love and prosperity prevail.